Hello and welcome to UCA News Weekly Summary, your guide for news and information about and of interest to the church in Asia. I'm John Lawrenson. The Vatican has issued a public statement of regret accusing the Chinese government of violating their agreement over the appointment of Catholic bishops. The Holy See noted with surprise and regret the news of the installation ceremony of Bishop Zhongpeng Weizhou of Yujiang as Auxiliary Bishop of Jiangxi. A diocese not recognised by the Holy See, said the note released by the Vatican last Saturday, two days after the installation of the bishop. The Vatican said that the event did not take place in line with the Vatican-China Provisional Agreement on the appointment of bishops signed in 2018 and renewed in 2020 and October this year. The Holy See said it hopes that similar episodes will not be repeated and expected that the Chinese authorities will communicate appropriately to reaffirm its full readiness to continue respectful dialogue concerning all matters of common interest. The texts of the Vatican-China agreement were never made public. Reports say it gives the Chinese regime a say in the appointment of bishops, though the Vatican and China do not have formal diplomatic relations. In the past four years, six bishops have been named and installed under the agreement. in Hong Kong convicted 90-year-old outspoken Cardinal Joseph Zen and five others on Friday for their involvement in a humanitarian fund that supported pro-democracy protesters in the city. Five of the group were fined about 500 US dollars for their offence of failing to properly register the fund as a society, while a sixth got a smaller fine. Cardinal Zen and his co-defendants are among hundreds of pro-democracy politicians, activists and supporters facing the ire of the pro-Beijing regime in Hong Kong as China seeks to crush dissent in the former British colony. Scores have been arrested under the draconian national security law that Beijing imposed in 2020 to suppress huge and often violent democratic protests. Cardinal Zen, a staunch China critic, and his co-convicts face a two-month trial and they pleaded not guilty. Cardinal Zen's arrest in May sparked global outrage and shocked the city's Catholic community. A human rights group has urged India's federal and provincial governments to act as Christians face a rising wave of violence across the country from radical Hindu groups. New Delhi-based United Christian Forum revealed last Saturday that a total of 511 incidents of violence against Christians were reported this year. The figure was 505 last year. The group's data showed the provinces of Uttar Pradesh in the north, followed by Chhattisgarh in central India, Tamil Nadu and Karnataka in the south were the worst places to be for Christians in the country. Uttar Pradesh reported 149 incidents of violence, while Chhattisgarh 115. Tamil Nadu and Karnataka reported 30 incidents each. In most cases, vigilante mobs comprising Hindu extremist elements were involved in the violence, citing religious conversion activities. The radicals barged into prayer gatherings and attacked individuals or small groups of Christians. While mob crimes were carried out, the police turned a blind eye. Instead, 79 cases were filed against pastors on charges of alleged conversion activities. 
Bangladeshi tribal leaders and rights activists have blamed the government for its failure to implement a landmark peace treaty in the restive Chittagong Hill tracts, even after 25 years. During a press conference ahead of the anniversary on Friday, the activists alleged that the government's apathy to materialise the peace accord of 1997 is the main reason behind ongoing sectarian violence and human rights violations in the hills. Tribal people are subjected to vandalism, arson attacks and false criminal charges by Bengali Muslim settlers, according to the tribal rights group Kapaing Foundation. The group says 45% of tribal women face various forms of violence, which left 22 tribal people dead last year. Ethnic tensions in the South Asian nation's only mountainous region have caused more than two decades of bush war between the military and a tribal militia group. Despite the peace treaty signed in 1997, sectarian tensions and deadly turf wars between armed wings of ethnic political groups continue in the hills. A biographical film on Korea's first Catholic priest and martyr, St Andrew Kim Taigon, hit the screens across the East Asian nation on Wednesday to mark his 200th birth anniversary. The film, Birth, is co-produced by the Korean Catholic Cultural Centre and is written and directed by Korean filmmaker Park Heung Shik. Before the launch in South Korea, the movie had its grand premiere on November the 16th at the Vatican. Born in 1821, Andrew Kim was the son of Christian converts. Following his baptism at the age of 15, he travelled to a seminary in Macau, China, and returned to his homeland after six years. He then crossed the Yellow Sea to Shanghai, where he was ordained a priest. Back home, he assisted missionaries to enter by the sea route by evading border patrols. He was arrested and tortured by the royal forces of the Buddhist Joseon dynasty. He was beheaded at the Han River near Seoul in 1846 at the age of 25. In 1984, during his visit to South Korea, Pope John Paul II canonised 103 martyrs, including Andrew Kim. The Philippine Congress has passed a new law that aims to end discrimination against women and ensure gender equality in the workplace. The Anti-Discrimination of Women in Their Workplace Bill was approved by the House of Representatives on Tuesday. The new law will affect the expansion of a list of prohibitory acts under the Labour Code of the Philippines, such as discrimination against any woman employee concerning terms and conditions of employment solely on account of gender. A Filipino company company under the bill may also not retrench or discharge a female employee on account of her pregnancy or while she is on leave or confinement due to her pregnancy. The bill provisions jail terms for violators and raises monetary fines from 200 to 400 US dollars to 1000 to 4000 US dollars. Women's group Gabriella Women's Party and Catholic Bishops Commission on Family Life hailed the law, saying it will strengthen the present laws to fight long-running discrimination against women. Myanmar's military junta has come under criticism from the United Nations and aid agencies for new rules regulating the registration of non-profit organisations. The critics say the new rules will put restrictions on NGOs and negatively impact humanitarian assistance to millions of displaced people. 
The Junta administration imposed a law in October that makes registration compulsory for both national and international NGOs and associations. Any organisation failing to comply with the strict registration process will face punishment, including jail terms of up to five years. The UN Human Rights Office for Southeast Asia said it was deeply concerned about the potential negative impacts on civic space and human rights of the new rules on the registration of NGOs in Myanmar. The agency said the new law will diminish whatever civic space was left for aid groups in the country since the military takeover. Since the military coup last year, more than 2,500 people have been killed. Over 16,000 people have been detained by the junta. Western nations, including the US, have urged Cambodia to immediately release the detained trade unionist Chim Sitha, leader of the year-long Naga World casino strike, and the Cambodian-American lawyer and Khmer Bible editor Thierry Seng. The US State Department said Sitar and Seng should not face abuses from the state for exercising their rights to freedom of association and peaceful assembly. Chim Sitar president of the Labour Rights Supported Union of Khmer Employees of Naga World, has campaigned for improved severance pay and the reinstatement of 365 union leaders and delegates who were laid off in April last year. She was arrested last week after returning from Australia. Thierry Seng was jailed this year for her support to Cambodia's now-dissolved opposition, Cambodia National Rescue Party. Under long-reigning Prime Minister Hun Sen, Cambodia has turned into a one-party state where critics and dissenters face a heavy crackdown. Catholics in Vietnam's capital, Hanoi, joined Ukrainians in remembering millions of victims who died in famines caused by former Soviet leaders. Ukrainian and foreign diplomats attended a special mass to mark the 90th anniversary of the 1932-33 Holodomor famine victims at St. Gerard Chapel of the redemptionist-run Tai Ha Parish last Saturday. Local Catholics expressed solidarity and sympathy for Ukraine agony and losses in the past and suffering in the present due to the ongoing Russian invasion. Holomodor famine was a man-made famine that convulsed Ukraine. It was part of a broader Soviet famine stretching from 1931 to 1934 that caused mass starvation in the grain-growing regions of Soviet Russia and Kazakhstan. The famines were blamed on a series of political decrees and decisions that were aimed mostly at Ukraine by Soviet leader Stalin to force peasants to relinquish their land, personal property and housing to collective farms, which led to a drop in production and the devastation of the rural economy. That's it for this week, but there is much more on ucanews.com where you can read daily stories, commentaries, interviews, opinions and listen to podcasts. Spread the word and contribute on ucanews.com slash donate. Today's producer was Binu Alex and I'll see you next week. Goodbye. 